All right, let's hop right in. Everything you want to know a guide to utilizing unshakable faith. Now, what is faith? The word faith means pytho or to persuade or to have confidence. It, the part of speech is a verb, and I'm pulling this right off of the dictionary. Uh, I have references. If you're at the podcast and you have a little description link, you should see references. Uh, part of speech is verb. Now, you have to ask yourself, what is the verb? Now, we're talking about what is faith, but it's saying here that the, the part of speech that faith is in is a verb. So what is a verb? Well, I have that definition for you right here. It also, I've done a little bit of research to bring that to you right now. And it says this. It says that a verb is a word used to describe an action, state, or occurrence, informing the main part of a predicate of a sentence, such as hear, become, happen. Origin, late Middle English from Old French, verb or Latin verbum meaning word. So verb is a word that basically uh, shows an action. I, I can hear, I have become, I run, this happened. Uh, so a verb is doing something. A verb isn't uh, stagnant. It's not, you can't just say watch. Watch isn't a verb, but if you say uh, the watch is ticking, now you have added a verb. The watch now has some movement to it. There is, there is somewhere that the watch, the sentence is going somewhere because we know what the watch is doing. If someone just said sun, you go, okay, it's a noun. It, there is a thing, a person, place, or thing named the sun. Or if you're going S-O-N, the son of God, God had a son, or you have a sun. Okay, great. But if you say the sun is rising, now you know the type of sun. It would infer that it's S-U-N. But you could say the, your sun is rising out of bed. Either way, we understand that now what type of sun, it kind of gives hint to what type of sun it is, uh, and what the action is, that the sun is rising. Something is happening to the sun. There's an action. The, the, the sentence is moving forward. The sun is is rising. The sun is rising. And it shows us what's going on. What's happening? Something's rising. What's rising? The sun. So knowing that faith is a verb that instantly changes the dynamic of every sentence that we have ever heard about faith. It changes every idea, every thought, every uh, preconceived notion that we've had about faith, knowing that faith is a verb. See, a lot, all this time we've been looking at faith like a noun. It's a person, place, or it's a thing. It's something that you have. It's something, oh, I have faith. I have been given faith. I hold on to my faith. As if it's a, as if it's a hammer. Did you get faith? Oh yeah, I got faith. I'm gonna go uh, bang some nails and build a house later on after this afternoon. We treat faith as if it's a noun, but we're learning here that faith actually isn't a noun. It's not something you possess. It's, it's stated here that faith, the part of speech that the word faith belongs to, that it is a verb. 
And what, what does it say, that verb? That a verb describes an action, state, or occurrence. That it forms the main part of the predicate of a sentence. That, that everything else, no, notice that it says that it forms the main part of the predicate of a sentence. That basically the sentence wraps around the verb. Now you think that the sentence is all about the noun. But here we find out that the sentence really is about the verb. If you just say son, okay, great, son. You just walk up to someone and just start screaming, son, 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 son. They won't get you. They won't know what to do. But if you walk up to someone and start saying, run, 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 run. I bet they start moving. Because it, it infers something. It, it gives direction. It shows that there is something more to this. Now, if you say, my son knows how to run. Now we understand the, how precious your son is, not because you just simply said son, but because you added the verb run. Okay, where am I going with this? Faith is the part of speech that is a verb. Now that we know that verb is an action and that the sentence revolves around the verb. And once again, check this out. Google it. I have links. If you can't see the links or find the links, just go Google it. Do some research. Be a Google professional, a Google professor. You can find this stuff. It's out there. The word that the transliteration of the word faith is pytho. And the definition is to persuade. Urge. So now that that breaks our second uh, preconceived notion, we first thought faith was a noun. It was something that you possessed. It was something that you grabbed. It was something that you held on to. It's something that you uh, uh, used as a possession. I have a car. I have faith. But now that we, we understand that faith isn't the I have a car, it is I have a running car. Faith would be the running, describing the car. Follow along. So now that we know that faith is a verb and that the verb or the word faith means to persuade. So now we know what type of verb it is. It is a verb that persuades. Can I ask you, what is your faith persuading you to do today? Now that we know that faith is a verb and that verb is persuade, that means that your faith should have persuaded you by definition to do something else. And in the Old Testament, they understand that we we lose uh, maybe in the shouting and the screaming and the lights and the performance of church services. We begin to lose the understanding of what faith is. But our ancestors knew what faith was our spiritual ancestors, the 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 princes of the faith, the anchors of the faith, they understood what faith was. They had a very clear uh, understanding of what faith was and what faith did. If you go to Acts 26, we see Paul in custody by and in, in, in incarcerated, being interrogated by King Agrippa. And it starts off in Acts 26 with verse 27 saying this King Agrippa. Do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. King Agrippa replied to Paul in a short time. We've only been talking for a short time. In a short time, you will persuade me to become a Christian. You think you're going to persuade in this shorter time? 29. And Paul said, I would wish to be. I would wish to God that whether in a short or long time, that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I. What is that? Persuaded. They understood that faith 
wasn't something to have. Faith was something you did. I was persuaded. He says, even a short time, a long time, I wish that you and everyone else that could hear me this day would be persuaded. Faith persuades. See, that's why it's, 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 it's hard to believe some people have faith. Because their faith has not persuaded them to do anything differently than the way they were doing it before they said they found the faith. How has your, your faith persuaded you? Have you stopped lying? Have you stopped drinking? Have you stopped sexting? What, have, what has faith persuaded you? Faith means to persuade. It is an action. It does something. You don't own it. You can't go buy faith. That's why we see the outrage when the people come to Jesus and the disciples and they say, we want to buy what you have. Why, it was such an outrage. You can't buy this. You have to be persuaded into this. You can't buy, buy it like you buy a, a, a jacket. Oh, I'd like three of those, please. Sorry, size uh, extra large. You have to be persuaded. It can't be bought. You can't be purchased. You can't give enough of, of an offering. You should give an offering. You can't pay enough tithes. You should pay tithes. That's what you do after you've been persuaded. You've been persuaded that your money is in better hands with Jesus than in your own. So you act accordingly because you've been persuaded. James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Can owning a car save them? Can owning a car get them to work on time? No. No. But driving, verb, driving the car can get them to work on time. You understand? Are, are you catching this? It is important that you understand what I'm saying. It is, under, it is important that you understand that driving is the faith, not the car. You don't possess faith. You're persuaded into the faith. That's why some of the greatest apologists, some of the greatest people of faith in the world are people that weren't believers. Nabil Qureshi, one of the greatest apologists of all times, was first a Muslim. He has a book out. I would urge everyone under the sound of my voice to go get that book. It's called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. I'll say it again. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. And he talks about how he was an avid Muslim. His mother was Muslim. His daddy was Muslim. His family was Muslims. His, his grandparents were Muslims. They would go to Muslim meetings. They would travel to other parts of the world to attend Muslim uh, conferences. They were Muslim through and through. And when he went to college, he met a Christian boy and he began to attack the Christian boy and tell him all of that. The Bible was rewritten and all of the flaws of the Bible and all the problems with the Bible. And the Christian boy understood a little bit of word. Why did he understand the word? Why did he read the word? Why? Because he had been persuaded. He had been persuaded that his time was better spent reading about the word, reading about the word of God, understanding the integrity uh, of the Holy Bible. So that when someone came to him and said he had a Quran, he could say yes. But I have a Bible. And when Nabil would attack him about the Bible, he could defend the Bible. He could say, well, I see what you're saying there, but let me explain this to you. You think you understand, but let me show you, you have a piece. Let me give you the whole. His friend had been persuaded. So that's why it's, it's questionable when people say, hey, I'm a believer. Well, you don't live like a believer. Because of, faith 
isn't something that you own. You can't buy it. You can't walk down to the altar and the, the pastor just hands it to you and you walk away with it. Faith isn't obtained. Faith is gained through persuasion. So when you've been persuaded, you, some, there has to be a change. That's why the, the Bible says, hey, if you want to know a righteous man, don't look at him. Look at the fruit. Are the people around him righteous? Does he say he's a, a, a Bible-thumping God, loving God, fearing pastor, speaking in tongues, but all of the people around him are sinners? And I'm not talking about these people or people he's going to minister to. These are the people. These are his friends. Jesus ministered to whores, prostitutes, uh, the hungry, the full, the rich, the poor, the the uh, tax collector, the tax evader. He preached to everyone. But those around him were the 12 disciples. And if you watched them for any given time, even in their weaknesses, they begin to be stronger. If, if you look at someone's fruit and it's corrupted when you start looking at it on Monday and Next Monday, it's still corrupted in three months uh, along the road. It's still corrupted a year down the road. It's still corrupted two years down the road. It's still corrupted. I have to tell you, if the fruit's been corrupted for two years, guess what? The tree is probably corrupted. That's a dead tree. It's not producing live fruit. The tree has not been persuaded. It's sad when you hear pastors say things that is disheartening, but I understand that pastors are people. They make mistakes. I make mistakes. But are you still making the same mistake six years later? Haven't you been persuaded to change? Faith is a verb, means it's an action. And the verb of faith is persuade. Faith literally means persuade. What have you been persuaded to do differently? You want to know how to go in? You're listening to this podcast thinking, I need to go into blessing. I need to go into my new season. I just 2017, 2018, 2020, 30, 30, 40, 45. My season is coming. My season has arrived. If your season has arrived, then it means you have been persuaded to do something differently. You want to know how to go into blessing? Be persuaded to change whatever was keeping you out of blessing. You want to learn how to get a great relationship? Be persuaded to change the attitude that kept you out of good relationships. People want the blessing without the persuasion. You can't get the blessing without the persuasion. Have you been persuaded? Titus 1.1, by faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. So what happened with Noah? God came to Noah and persuaded him to build an ark. God, Noah, go build an ark. Noah, nah, I'm cool. That's, that seems like a lot of work. God, I'm going to flood the world and kill everybody. Noah, well, you just persuaded me. Let me grab a hammer, some nails, and begin building. What happened there? It says in holy fear, he built it. Sometimes God didn't use fear because he wasn't trying to terrify Noah. He wanted to save Noah. He was just giving Noah the facts. If you stay here without a boat, you will die. That is the fact. I'm not threatening you. This is what's going to happen. That persuaded Noah in holy fear to change. Noah can't say I have faith, which means persuasion, which is an action. I have been persuaded to do something, to change something. 
That's what faith is. That's what faith does. I believed in the world. Now I believe in Christ. I believed in, in clubs to find my mate. Now I believe in the church. I believe, uh, I believed in my own way in catching an attitude with folks and having an attitude and believing everyone needed to accept me the way I was because the way I was was the way I was born and people just got to love me the way I am. And now you've been persuaded to see others before yourself, to love others before you, to humble yourself and let other people be right at the cost of your own pride because you were persuaded. Can you be persuaded today or are you unpersuadable? Can you be persuaded or are you unpersuadable? Can I persuade you today? Can I persuade you to actually have faith? Because faith isn't something that is obtained. It's something that's gained through persuasion. So when I tell you to have faith, I don't mean walk around it like you've been walking around it for 16, 32, 89, 104, however many years you've been on this planet claiming to be a Christian saying, oh, I have faith. My question to you is, can you be persuaded? What in your life can God persuade you to give up? Your money? Loosen those purse strings? Your habits? Your pride? You got an attitude? No one can tell you anything? Or people can tell you something up to a point, and then they can't tell you anything past that point. The Bible says humble yourself. What can you be persuaded today to give up? God bless you. I love you. And I want, I want to leave you with this. Allow yourself to be persuaded.